If you're only putting your marketing video on your website, you're missing out on a huge marketing opportunity. On this episode, we talk about where to share your videos, the different places to use video marketing, and why it matters. The video revolution is here, and it's changing how we do business. Learn how to use video to engage customers and drive results here on the Video Marketing 2.0 podcast with your hosts, Joel Gubich and Brendan Carney. And listen for special offers presented throughout the podcast. Welcome to Video Marketing 2.0, the video marketing podcast where we discover the world of video marketing for business purposes. Hi, my name is Brendan Carty. I am the head writer and creative story lead at ThinkMojo, and I'm joined, as always, by my colleague and director of business development at ThinkMojo, Joel Gubich. Joel, how are you? Hey, it's a great day to be podcasting. Isn't it always? Absolutely. So, Joel, so Joel today we're going to talk about something that I know that we talk about uh, with clients a lot, and we just thought, you know what, this is, a, this is ripe ground for making a podcast. It's where to share your video. Now, I think when... Most companies are first getting into video marketing. They have a pretty basic plan, right? They're going to make a video, maybe a couple of videos, and just feature them on their website. Uh, maybe they're going to put them on a YouTube channel if they have one. Uh, but you know, they're they're just looking at that within the confines of the stuff that they already have, and they're not really thinking outside of the box. But you know, if you're just sharing your video on your website or maybe through a, a YouTube or video Vimeo channel. You're really selling yourself short. You're not taking advantage of the full potential that your marketing video can offer. Today, we want to look at some of the other places that you can share your video to really maximize that impact. It goes to thinking about the video. The video is just a tool, and you've got to understand where you're going to employ that tool. If you're only going to use it to, like you said, just on your website, you really are selling yourself short because somebody has to get to your website first to see your video. Absolutely. And, and, you know, you think about it like I think that some people are, you know, they, they look at video marketing, at, like you said, as 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 a tool, but in, in a limited sense. They, they look at it as something that can enhance maybe what they're already doing. But I think what we're starting to see is that video marketing can create new possibilities for your marketing efforts. It's not something that just, you know, sits alongside your, your current content. It can bring people to that content in the first place. So it's about figuring out, well, how do I do that? Uh, where do I show it? And what does that mean for the production of the video itself, which is something we'll get into later. But first, let's go through some of the other routes that you can use to share your video. So we already mentioned website and YouTube channel, but there are other ones as well. First, through social media. This is very popular. Obviously, Facebook, Twitter. I think that the the examples sort of speak for themselves. You can either have your own Facebook page or you can use it as sort of uh, sponsored content through Facebook. Yeah, I'd like to also add into this one because I never really know where this falls into the spectrum of social media. It's maybe business sharing or something like that, but we're talking about marketing videos and a lot of those are business to business, not just business to consumer. So I think that Companies that are in that realm should also be thinking of using LinkedIn as a primary place to use their videos. You know, LinkedIn is really starting to step up on that, actually, and they uh, they're they're becoming more savvy with that. I've, five minutes before we started, I actually got a 
a uh, an alert notification email from LinkedIn with video content embedded into it. So there, you're absolutely right. And you're for this for the sake of uh, you know a B two B type of organization, LinkedIn actually may be the uh, the better one to to go after. And a lot of uh, even if it's not necessarily B two B, but just industry specific. You're right. LinkedIn also has a lot of uh, a lot of internal algorithms that can figure out who's going to be the best person for your video anyway. Yeah. Uh, so what other places uh, can people share other than on their website? Joel, I'm glad you asked. Yeah. You can also share them in uh, sales emails. Uh, and this is something that always surprises people. You know, they, they, they think, oh, that's right. Why, why shouldn't I do that? And in, within the sales email, you know, you could have it either embedded in the content itself, or just have a you know a link to the YouTube page or your website wherever you know it's primarily hosted. Uh, this would be this would accompany you know your your normal content, but it would it has the advantage of getting people uh, giving something that they can share, and also getting them back to your website or wherever it is that you want them to go. I think Another, you said something that's really really key here, and that's the word share because. You know, a lot of people will come to us and say, how do I make my video go viral? Well, you know, I don't know if there's secret sauce to it, but certainly the whole the, the concept of viral means that it's being shared by other people. And emails are easily shared. They're forwarded to other people. Same thing with social media. A whole lot easier to share those than, let's say, a website. Yeah, and you're really instead of the website, the website is kind of passive. You know, you're not really in control necessarily of who comes to your website. But when you have the when you share it through sales emails, for instance, you're really able to select who your audience is, which is a very powerful thing because you presumably created your video with these people in mind. So sharing it to them directly makes a lot of sense and you would you would imagine that the uh the the you know, when you talk about bounce rates, let's say with with the website, you know that's not as much of an issue with the sales emails because you're already fairly certain that the people who are receiving it are going to be interested in the content. Uh, so that brings us to the the third option, which is trade shows. Now, trade shows. This is something that uh, makes a lot of sense to people, but for some reason they don't think of having a creating a video just for their their trade show. Uh, maybe they use recycle content, uh, recycle presentations that they've been using, you know, over and over again, and it doesn't really fit the trade show format. But if you have a trade show booth and you have your your video playing on loop, something very attractive, get very attention grabbing, it can be very very effective. Uh, finally, there's the in person sales meeting. Now, this one we actually, this one we didn't think of ourselves. This is a, a couple of clients. Thought of uh, thought of this and and brought this to us, which we we've thought is very interesting, very helpful. So imagine your sales rep goes out into the field and they meet a client or prospect, and they have their iPad or whatever with them, and they show them this marketing video before they go into their own sales pitch. And not only you know this has so many different benefits. Uh, you know it serves as sort of the client's take home present. You know from the meeting that they get to then. Uh, watch later or maybe share with their their colleagues but it also ensures something very very important that you have consistent sales messaging out in the field so instead of having a army of of sales rep all giving their own sort of nuanced pitch that may deviate from your core marketing your your brand this ensures that everyone's kind of towing the line and, and delivering the message that you want them to deliver you know so, one of the things that I wanted to mention you know just sort of Getting back to the 
all of the sharing things here, whether it's that in-person trade show, maybe a little bit less, but certainly the uh, the emails and the social media. When somebody shares something with somebody else, it immediately gives authority, a little bit of authority um, to that video that the recipient is getting. Because if I've shared something with you, Brendan, I'm not going to do it because, well, first of all, I know you and I know, hey, you're going to you're going to be receptive to this. So unlike you getting a video and seeing it for the first time without it having some sort of, um, uh, you know, shared and, and come from somebody else, you may not click on it. But if I send you say, hey, Brendan, look at this video. This is cool. You're going to open it up because it came from me. Yeah. And you want exactly you want people you want your your first time viewers to sort of become your evangelists, right? You want them to then turn around and, and share it to five friends. I mean, when we talk about viral, I mean, this is how it happens. So you want to give it, you want to give your, your videos to people who you think that will share them directly uh, and make sure that the, it all comes down to the content itself needs to be shareable, which is something that we're going to get into in a second. But I think you're absolutely right. You're, you're not just speaking to that one viewer, you want to speak to the five after that as well. And you want to give that person, that first person really, you know, a reason to pass it along. So we've laid out the case where you should be thinking about using your video, not just on your website or on YouTube, but how do you decide where to share it? Yeah. And that's obviously the, the big question, right? And I think the, the question that you need to ask yourself before that is where does this video fall in my sales funnel? You know, what am I really trying to achieve here? What's the ultimate goal? Um, you know, sometimes you're, for a lot of videos, you're, it's the first time that you're introducing your brand to people. You know, in that case, social media is a great way to go because that's where people are anyway. Um, trade shows can also be uh, the, a great option. I mean, this is where people go to discover new uh, products, new opportunities. Um, but there's also, maybe you're a little further into the, uh, into the sales funnel and you have some qualified leads, right? And you just want to reach out to them directly and provide more information. In those cases, the sales email is a perfect fit. Obviously you have, you've already acquired those emails somehow, you know, so you, you understand that they're, uh, interested buyers. So targeting your content through there is, is a great option. Then there's the, like I mentioned before with the, the in-person sales meeting, Sometimes you want to be just be sure that your own team has their has their act together, right? If you have a large sales team out there, who knows if they're what what they're actually saying to the to the prospective client. So, using a marketing video to make sure that your own sales messaging is consistent uh, is a fantastic way to go. And you know, finally, like you, what about closing the sale itself? That if you want to actually get people to watch the video and immediately turn into customers, then that's when you start thinking about, okay, maybe I am going to use it on my website. And, but within that, you know, you, you probably want to have it somewhere on the website where it's very, it's easy to then buy. So maybe next to the sign up or buy in form, something like that could be really effective. Okay. I think that's a good time to take a break and hear from one of our sponsors. And when we come back, let's find out what difference does it really make? You don't have just one kind of customer. That's why you can't use just one marketing video. At ThinkMojo, our 3-in-1 video marketing program will help you reach all your different customers with smart, engaging content that's tailored around them. 
Visit thinkmojo.com forward slash three in one and find out how one video can pack the punch of three. ThinkMojo, smart videos that get results. Wistia Fest, the fest for all things video marketing is just around the corner. With three days of forward-thinking content from the industry leaders in video marketing, this year's Wistia Fest runs from June 5th through the 7th in Boston, and it's bigger and more badass than ever. Go to wistia.com slash wistiafest for more information and register today. What difference does it make what social media or, or trade show or sales email, you know, where, where your video is going to be shared? Yeah, it's a great question, Joel, because I think the dream of the uh, the marketer is to just have one video and just use it everywhere. And it's going to be equally effective no matter where it is. But the truth is where you use your video actually has a lot to do with how you make your video. You know, the the end venue informs the content. So we want to go into that a, a little bit and, and really dissect, you know, just a few a few tips for what you want to keep in mind while you're making the videos. Uh, so for for social media, typically you want these videos to be shorter and work well without sound, especially at the beginning. And Joel, this is something you mentioned that you, you love to point out. It's such a great point. If you want to have your video on Facebook, it's silent for the first, what, 10 seconds? 10 seconds, so, yeah. Yeah. So if, if you're leading with, you know, if the voiceover is carrying the message and you're sharing it on Facebook, well, it's not doing anything. I mean, you, you have to, it has to be visually appealing uh, especially at the beginning, because the goal is to then get somebody to click on it. So then they're actually engaged with the full sound and everything. On social media versus your website, on your website, somebody's made an effort to get to your website. Social media, it's there in front of them. It's not like they made an effort to find your video. You're presenting it to them. Absolutely. You have to, you kind of have to assume a disinterested viewer, right? You can't assume that you have their their attention right off the bat. You have to you have to assume that they're ready to move on to something at any point. So you need to have, especially that intro to be very tight, very engaging, very attention grabbing. And just in general, and that's a point in general, I think about these videos The you should be focusing on creating this general awareness, you know, generating a, a little bit of buzz as opposed to explaining every last detail about the product. You're simply not there yet. Like we said before, this is your first introduction you know, you may be in love with all of the, the product features and you may think that that's what separates you from everybody else, but people's brains, they don't work that quickly. They're simply not at that point yet. You just want to make them aware of who you are, what you do, and get them to explore a little further. Well, I would think then at a trade show, you've got to sort of really hit them over the head with a, with a attention-grabbing, um, not – not concentrating on sound because trade show floors are, are noisy, but really get those images out there. Absolutely. And that, that's our, our second, uh, you know, to follow up with that, you know, the, the trade show video, you just have to think where the person is, the environment they're in when they're seeing their video. They're on the floor of a chaotic convention. There are dozens, if not hundreds of other booths vying for their attention. And there's probably somebody talking in their ear while they're walking along. So your video needs to be attention grabbing and visually. So like you said, I mean, there's going to be a, there's going to be a lot of sound from other things, but most videos at a trade show aren't actually going to be played with sound. If they are, it'll just be, you know, maybe some light music track or something. 
uh, because having a voiceover in that environment is just, it's just ineffective. It's not going to get through. So those are some of the, the keys to, to keep in mind. You know, you want it to be very visual. You want it the, you want it to be very, I don't want to say colorful because that sort of gets into some design elements that we don't want to be too specific or prescriptive on, but it colorful in the terms of, uh, you know, different, you know, it should be, it, it shouldn't be something that people have seen over and over again. Yeah, I, I would think one other thing, having done tens if not hundreds of trade shows, is that you want to get somebody to stop. People are walking down the trade show floor, and there's competition from other booths or whatever down the, the aisle. You want them to stop and be able to have time for the sales rep or whoever happens to be in that booth to be able to approach them or for them to approach you to get more information. Yeah, and unlike the social media videos – you can go into a little bit more detail, and in fact, you should. You know, the I think the the trade show uh, the, or the convention goer, let's say, is a little bit more interested in looking, you know, underneath the hood than the average viewer. So, you know, it, if you you want to convey some very key points that are very compelling, very interesting, a lot of times interesting research points are are effective at grabbing people's interest, and they say, "Wow, like what." And and then they they go to the booth like you said and maybe they ask a follow up question. So stylistically, you know, technically, the use of on screen text or sometimes called kinetic text in the video uh, can be very effective to convey these key points. Because remember, you're not going to be using uh, a voiceover, but just remember, I think that there is a style to using these this on screen text. Though it's not the same as just writing out your regular script. And then just showing it on screen like subtitles. It has to be delivered in very small chunks, very you know rich font, so that people can get it at a glance and fully process it. So the other two that we want to talk about are you know sales emails and the in-person sales meeting. And here this is a little bit different than the other two, where you actually know who you're going to be talking to, and so that sort of changes the dynamics, doesn't it? Totally, absolutely, and it's a big advantage because you have you already have some information. Uh, obviously, you found these persons' emails. They're likely in these situations going to be within your own industry or within the industry that you're uh, you know uh, selling to. So there there are just some things that you know about this person already. Uh, so when you actually craft the content, it should directly address those concerns, those industry specific concerns of the viewer. Uh, this has a couple of benefits. It, it not only just puts them, uh, gets them to trust you right off the bat, gets their attention. Uh, it also generates some authority. You know, this, you obviously know who they're talking to it. And the, the worst thing that you want, the, the last thing that you want is for people in a sales email to feel like they've gotten a form email, right? They want to know that this is this actually does speak to them. They didn't get this by accident. So speaking to their specific concerns is a great way to establish that. Um, in the sales emails, though, you, you do want to avoid going too far, right? You don't want to go into jargon and, and, and just make it sound like a white paper that's being read out loud. Um, and the email that accompany, accompanies it should complement the content of the video. You know, you don't want to just repeat verbatim everything that you've just written out in your email. This is this should be something that enhances the points that you've already made as opposed to, you know, just being like the same damn thing all over again. 
You know, one of the cool things that we started uh, working with, and, and we've done a podcast on this previously, and that is a personalized video. What a great thing for a sales email. Yeah, the personalized video is is really taking the the sales email to the next level, and and we like Joel said, we've done some on that before. But the basic idea is you already have their email address, their name, maybe their picture from LinkedIn or something, their company website, so you can actually embed those images, that information onto objects in the video. And I mean, talk about an attention grabber. I don't think anyone is going to think that they got that video by accident. <laughs> you know, it says, hello, Joel, <laughs> right on your coffee. Well, mug. if you get the name wrong, <laughs> there, is a, there is a risk there. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to say, hey, Joe, if it's Joel, yeah. that would be a risk. So what about the uh, the in-person that sales meeting video? Yeah. So this one, you know, just again, think of where physically this person is that your sales rep has just shown up to maybe a physical location of a client. They have their device with them and they're going to show them this video and it's going to accompany maybe uh, preempt or you know, be a prelude to their uh, their general sales pitch. And it's kind of similar to the sales email. You want it to complement the the pitch that your sales rep will be given, will, will probably be about to give. It's very powerful because, like we mentioned before, this is this is your ability to not only standardize your own sales messaging, but it's also it has a double edged. Uh, it works on the other end of the uh, of the conversation as well. You know, whenever you give a sales pitch to somebody, and we know this, right? Like you talk to a, a client and you or a prospect, and you you tell them, you know, that the value of marketing videos are, and you know that that person is going to finish that meeting. And they're going to go down the hall and then give your pitch to their boss, right? But it's not going to be the same pitch that you gave because it's going to be diluted through however, whatever they remember or however they communicate. With this video, though, you're giving them something tangible that they can then turn around and give to their boss, their colleagues, whoever. And it assures that it's an undiluted message. It's exactly what you want them to hear. So – you know, the you want to be sure that uh, when you're making the video, that it's clear. It's got a lot of information. This video, probably more than any of the others, will actually have those juicy details that you want, that the product details are that you want to convey. Because this is the stuff that's really going to sell people that are higher up the chain. No, I, I think this is one of the most powerful uh, videos in the whole realm of video marketing. It encompasses so many of the things that we talk about, and that's sharing that authority. Plus, it's a undiluted, clean message that, as a B to, certainly in a B two B type environment, if I am the company trying to convey a message to a client, and I have sales reps, I know it's going to be the same message over and over and over again. There's a consistency. There's a branding uh, element to it that I really want to reinforce. Yeah, and it's a lot cheaper than doing, you know, vast employee training to make sure that everybody is uh, is on the same page like that. So I think that uh, that covers all of our our points for the day, and I think that we've we've made some uh, some good ground. So just to review, you know, some of the different ways that you can use video, not only your website and and through maybe YouTube, but also through social media, trade shows, sales emails, and that all important in person sales meeting. Uh, so. You know, it's it's another way of thinking about video marketing and 
really expands the possibilities of what you can achieve. So remember, don't sell yourself short and think beyond just the the typical ways and and really get the most out of it. So that's going to do it for this episode. I want to thank uh, Joel and uh, and I guess thank myself. I don't know. Thank you, Brendan. You did a great job. (laughs) I did a fantastic job. Uh, You can uh, remember you can subscribe to this podcast and get complete access to the video tips and show notes by going to videomarketing20.net videomarketing20.net and you can also download or listen to previous episodes on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud and TuneIn. Uh, we would also appreciate any of your ratings and comments. This helps other people discover the content and join the video marketing revolution. So once again, for Joel and myself, we thank you for listening and we look forward to seeing you again on another episode of Video Marketing 2.0. Thank you for listening to another episode of Video Marketing 2.0 presented by ThinkMojo. For more help on how to drive results with video, contact ThinkMojo, the video marketing experts at info at thinkmojo.com or visit thinkmojo.com for more information.